On this episode of the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast, we talk about how the Bears are now in control of their own destiny when it comes to the postseason. And Matt Nagy is sticking around for 2021. Joey doesn't know what to do. Maybe we can figure this whole thing out here on episode 31 now. Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast, your home for the best. Chicago Sports Conversation. I'm Joey Gelman, alongside my partner, Dan Collins. You can follow him on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. I'm on Twitter at Joey Gelman. The show, Believe in Chicago Sports, is also on Twitter at Believe in Chicago, part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Well, the Bears played today, and they kicked ass, and somehow, defying all odds, have to just win one more game to find themselves in the postseason. That is the so most you're excited. You love this. Merry Christmas. <laughs> what else did you want? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. You get it all, baby. Happy holidays to you, Joey. Gift wrap for you. Man, you saw it coming right. Don't act too surprised. Well, I would think I'd be surprised after the six-game slide and wanting everyone's head on a stick. To where now, now they sit here and they just suck you back in. That little meatball fan that lives inside all of us is now screaming because this team is a game away from making the playoffs. And it's just mind-boggling to me. And I don't know how to feel. I really don't know how to feel. Yeah, well, I think the crazy part about it is, right, you had the Cardinals game that came the day before, and then they for whatever reason, wanted to go on ahead and put it all up on a platter for the Bears, which gave them that even more reason to then really take care of business against the Jaguars. And right even before kickoff, I told myself, I was actually probably last night in that Cardinals game, I was like, oh boy, this is going to get really interesting, isn't it? Unless the Bears just somehow decide they want to lose against a one-win Jaguars team who basically now has Trevor Lawrence in their back pocket for next year, right? Um, unless you really wanted to blow that, which then it would have been sell-all, right? Get rid of it all. Fire everyone. We had our chance. They blew it again. They decided to take care of business. And now I think you have no choice. <laughs> you have no choice but to be happy about it, right? Or just take it for what it is. You might see some postseason football now. If, if it's up to them, the, I I don't know. I think it's still going to probably take a carnal loss, though, right? I mean, this Green Bay Packer team, which now as we're recording the podcast, is taking care of business against the Titans. Looks like they're probably going to be victorious there, so not too much to fight for when it comes to facing the Bears next week, unless they just want to get up for the rivalry game and show that they're just not going to take a backseat to the Bears who are fighting for something. And maybe that's actually something for them to play for, to, to ruin the Bears, right, and put us in a state of misery, as they always like to do, at least within the past decade. Plus, no, but, but if they ruin the Bears, then they blow everything up, and then the Bears get better. Ooh, that's <laughs> that, <scary>. See? <laughs> that's a good one. Well, according to certain tweets out there, they're not going to blow it all up because Matt Nagy apparently is coming back for 2021, no matter what. Big fan. Listen, you can't argue with what he's done as a head coach this year in terms of how they've turned it around. I'm not praising everything. They would lost six games in a row that would get anyone else fired. But for this team not to not to quit and to actually adjust and to realize what's best for them in terms of 
how to scheme the offense to the players they have. It took a long time to get there, but they got there to where this thing's kind of working. And and I think that's where you kind of got to look at this is if they make the playoffs, it's a fun story. I'm going to be excited for a playoff game. It's a feat for them to make the playoffs twice, you know, in, in, in the span of three years because they hadn't made it for, you know, a decade before that. But I, I also think it can't blind you, and I hope the Bears are aware of that. I think everyone knows this is probably Trubisky's ceiling is what we've seen. It's an offense scheme particularly to him where he makes good plays, but then also makes the god-awful plays with a pick in the end zone today, and you go, there's no reason to make that throw. Yeah. And, and you know, Rich Gannon talking about in the broadcast of, well, this is it an experience? Well, it can't be an experience anymore. This is year four. You know, you can't make those excuses. So I think there's a limit to where he can go and where this team can go, but if it allows them to sneak in this year and, and stay competitive while you plan for the future, okay. And I think Matt Nagy's a guy that's, like I, I said to you before the show, if I was on that defense and this Bears offense was this bad, I would have quit on this team week four. You know, but I here's didn't. The thing. And I think you're absolutely right. The only thing is, and they're kind of calling it pretty soon, if the Bears indeed are after this win today, no matter what, bringing him back for at least one more year, Matt Nagy that is, whether they get into the playoffs or not, literally you're saying this was the mark he needed to meet was 500 then, right? Because they could still wind up missing the playoffs if they want to lose next week to Green Bay and the Cardinals take care of business. Then you're out of the playoffs, you have a 500 season, and apparently, at least what some some people are reporting, that is enough to come back. And I get what you're saying where it almost sounds like the redemption of it all combined with the 8-8 eight and eight, is what gives him the other chance. And I guess, yeah. <laughs> like, right, that's what I'm saying. I guess. Is it's that like, logical enough? I, I don't know. It's difficult. It, it just because... I think he made it to where you can argue both ways. If you Right. If for, let's say they miss the playoffs at 8-8. Eight and eight, The Cardinals go. We don't. We being the Bears, I guess. And Nagy comes back for at least one more year. Then you could definitely make the argument that you're still ticked off he's coming back. But you can make the argument that, once again, the redemption of, hey, starting off hot and then completely just having everybody run you out of town and then you come back to finish at 500 was good enough. I guess, but you're also the same guy that has a great redemption story for three or four games. Is also the guy leading your team for six straight losses with Nick Foles and was stubborn enough to say, my system is going to work. This is going to be great. And it was literally broken. You know, I think the story change. It all really depends now on next week because that's it. Well, it doesn't depend in terms of if he's going to come back next season because apparently that's going to be a thing anyways. But it's no longer a fifty-fifty thing if the reason why you make it to the playoffs is because you beat Green Bay. Let's just say they they control their own destiny. The Bears decide they want to go out and they want to beat Green Bay, who may or may not have much to play for next week. If you get into the playoffs by being over five hundred after that start. And because you beat Green Bay in the final week to make the playoffs, that's a different story. I don't know. Th- that really throws it out of whack now because as much I- I've been saying almost the past few weeks, like, oh, they'll probably lose here. They'll probably lose here. I've been wrong every step of the way. I'm such a Chicago sports genius, aren't I? But <laughs> That's why you host the show. Exactly. If they somehow now defeat the Packers, even though not too sure about that, but if they do and that's why they go to the playoffs, 
I really you, you think you don't know how you feel about this team now. <laughs> I really don't know how I feel about it then. And obviously that still has to get done, but I think regardless what the what the situation is, you still don't necessarily know how to feel about it. And we'll talk about this in shows to come. Come the off season, don't know how comfortable you are going into year four of Met Nagy if you indeed get that year four. You could be talking about, well, he made the playoffs two out of three years if indeed they do make the playoffs. Or you could be talking about, oh, he's only had one losing season because no matter what, whether they make the playoffs or not, only one losing season so far. He's clinched that. He's clinched a non-losing season. So he's got the one, and I don't know. Well, actually, that would be no losing seasons, wouldn't it be? Yeah, there ain't a last year. I was about to say, holy cow, wait a minute, hold on. Re-re-re-race all that. No, I'm just kidding. Keep it all in. Yes, I mean, that would be no losing seasons. Back-to-back 500 years if they indeed do lose next week. So I I guess that's good enough to buy yourself a fourth year in the NFL. I guess, Apparently but, it is. Well, it's funny. I was listening to the pregame shows all day today, um, and Olin Kruitz was saying a very interesting point about this. And I know we'll get we'll dive into this game too, but the future's more fun to talk about. Uh, but Olin Kruitz was talking about, you know, how in, in the reality of this season, like is it great that they make the playoffs? Sure, like that's a great goal. The Bears never make the playoffs, so it's exciting. But if you take a step back and you go, wait a minute, this is still in that window where you're supposed to compete for conference championships and Super Bowl berths. And when you sit here and go, okay, in that ascension window from 18, 19, 20, you went first round exit, 500, 500, or first round exit, 500, and nine and seven squeak in and you lose again in a wild card game because you're the seventh additional seat of the pandemic playoffs. Like that's not where you were supposed to be. The Pando playoffs. Yeah. Like that's not where you were supposed to be in reality. It, it, it's nice that you made it, but in the yeah. big picture of it, you're supposed to be light years better than what you are right now. And so that's the question of, Correct. does that justify keeping all this intact going forward? And, and I don't know. I'll give them this. There's one thing that I'll finally give the Bears. And I'll, I'll say it just like I, I, I kind of referenced how I think that even though I'm sure they'll lose against the Packers, maybe they won't. Until the season is completely done, I guess there's no real way to assess that, right? I think we've been trying to do that all year. We've been trying to do that before week one even started, is we were trying to go so far down the road of what this is going to be or not going to be. We Not only us, fans, media members alike – we were saying, okay, maybe the timeline is week three or week four until Mitch is out of there and we see falls or to where Negi gives up play calling duties. It's always this timeline, right? When do they when do they go to falls? When does Negi give away the play calling duties? When does this happen? When is the season considered a failure? Can anything be done to be at this point, I guess we just see what happens. Maybe they squeak in an eight and eight, maybe they don't. And then if they get in say based on their own destiny and going out and being the Packers, is it necessarily a first round loss? I don't know. What if it's not <laughs> right in which I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe they don't, maybe they get into the playoffs and maybe they win a game. And at that point, that's technically progression. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. Think about it. And they have that a hot team the, going in, by the that way, would be, that would be progression since the first round exit against the Eagles and Nagy's first year as head coach because then like we said he went 8-8 last year then if you get into the playoffs and win a game you've progressed it's crazy to say it's crazy to think about but a lot of that has to happen and that's a lot of ifs 
even if you want to go with what would be the least amount of success, which is missing the playoffs at eight and eight. Let's just let's just go with that. Let's go with that, and then they could prove us wrong along the way. But if we miss that eight and eight, yeah, you definitely considering your expectations. It's terrible. <laughs> like what now when you think of the big picture things, which I think is fear. I think it's completely fear to when the season's all said and done, assess it in the terms of well, this is what the goals were. This is what the expectations were. Finishing five hundred. If that's what happens, because this is what the scenario I think we should break down first. That by note, that's incredibly <laughs> not meeting the expectations. You went from first round exit, 500, 500. That's awful. So I think we just have to wait and see how the next few weeks play out. Come next week, if they end up missing, or regardless, end the season at eight and eight, then obviously we're talking about that first show or so, but I don't know. It's just weird. This, this team, you want you want to put the stamp on it. But the only thing they're doing you is can't. putting the pause on it. Well, no? yeah, because you've because you've had three different seasons, right? You go, okay, five and one start. We're all focused on this year, living in the moment. Lose six yeah. in a row, you go. This is done. Look towards the future. We got to plan everything for blowing this up. And how are they going to fix this? Now you've won three in a row at the end, and you're one win away from getting the playoffs. And as a fan, you're in between. You go, wait. We were just at this point of planning everything for the future. Now we're at this point with a game away of advancing our season into playoff football it's like it's it's such a weird place to be in because you want to root so hard for this team to get in the playoffs but just a few weeks ago there was no chance in hell they were getting in and this was going getting worse and worse and worse yeah we were making fun of the graphics that said they were still in the hunt but guess what they were still in the hunt i don't know and I know it's fun to talk about on a week-by-week basis, and sometimes you're going to be living in the heat of the moment, sometimes you're not, but I think that's just what happens when you when you break it down week-by-week, week, and that's what you're going to do when you host a sports podcast or when you're a fan just discussing it is you're going to live it week-by-week, week. and the thing is you just have to wait till it's all said and done. <laughs> but that doesn't erase the fact that, yes, there were three really odd parts of the season, and I think the first two parts were still the worst because even though they went on that hot start to begin with, it was the it was what happened and how they won those games that since the losing streak followed, it really said, no, this is done. Because that losing streak was was basically prefaced by, yeah, five wins, but you had you had that weird swift drop to start the year. You had that much you had that need to comeback game against the Falcons where the Falcons falconed and it was weird it was weird how those wins stacked up and then the losses started to stack up and that's why everyone was convinced it's over and then rewind here we go and if Mitch doesn't fumble against the Lions they basically clinch their way in <laughs> but it's not the case you got to play one more year and I, I totally get it and it's it's weird I think I think one thing that needs to be said is not only kudos to Negi, but kudos to Mitch, right? Who didn't play a perfect game by any means. And the, the offense now that it's more suited to him shows that he could be a little bit more productive and beat the teams that the Bears need to beat. But kudos to him for not giving up. I think the benching really did help. It really did. Is he the Bears quarterback of the future? Most likely not. <laughs> it's a 90 plus percent chance. He is not. Um, but I even stepped back in that just a little, little, little tiny bit, just the tiniest, tiniest bit, because I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They've earned it until it's all said and done. The season is completely over. Then you could start giving the grades on, on what you want. And the thing is, if Nagy's coming back for 2021, then 
Mitch might get a year or two contract from the Bears as well because who's the immediate fill-in, right? I mean, you'll have to wait till the draft orders are done and see whether or not the Bears make the playoffs and what they would do or not do to trade up, and you could run into all those scenarios. But the reality of that situation is, okay, you get rid of Mitch for what next year? <laughs> and now you're going to be dis- we're going to be discussing that on a few shows down the road. So I don't know. I think what we're seeing is. And this is why you're a little upset or don't know how to feel about it because you're ready to say, all right, we have to blow it all up again. It's fine. We're terrible. We'll get a new GM. We'll get a new coach that will eventually in a year or so get a new quarterback and we'll start all the way from the ground up. But instead of doing that, now we're just kind of maybe here still, (laughs) right? You're still kind of in the middle with – Things you're probably sure don't work. Maybe Nagy is pretty good as a head coach, and if he, but then again, the offense still needs to get a lot better. And then who's the quarterback you bring in in a year or so? So you just don't know what to do. The the what we were obviously more, more comfortable with, which is weird, is just starting all over from scratch. But if this is what we have for at least another year or two, it would have to progress incredibly to come what everybody wants it to be, which is Super Bowl bound. And it's I think the the thing that now. Um, and just in talking about this is what we're trying to get at is can this team be Super Bowl bound in a year or two with Negi and with giving Mitch another shot and with the defense while still really good, they're going to be declining slowly, but surely. I don't know. I think that's the most uncomfortable bar- part about it is you don't really want to roll those dice, but it might be the only dice you have in your hand. Yeah, because you look at these past three games and, and and it's a completely new offense. And you go, okay, if this was the offense for the entirety of the season, how would it have played out? It's not going to be world-beating against probably the best teams, but it's something that clearly has worked and they found a rhythm to where Trubisky's comfortable, David Montgomery is comfortable, and this offensive line is, is gelling together. And it's all the backups of the backups, by the way, who are kicking ass right now, not not the Rashad Cowards of the world. So yeah. in that regard, yeah, I mean, this I, I, I'm curious to see how this would work because it's working. Like, I don't want to admit that, but it is working. Like what you saw today, I know the Jacksonville sucks, but... Yeah, that's forty. The that, that's, aren't that great. That's forty points. <laughs> it sucked too. Yeah, and and the amount of consecutive weeks they've had thirty plus points now is their best since nineteen sixty five. I mean, like something's clicked here. I don't think. Roll over, Sid Luckman. Tell Shikowski <laughs> the news. Like I, I don't know how to make of it because you 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 sit here and you go, okay, this is working. Is it going to be fantastic? Probably not. But no. is it good enough to? To get you where you need to be is is this the, the but is this the quarterback play that gets you to an NFC Championship game with this? De- I know the defense hasn't been as good lately, but is this enough? And, 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 and I'll answer the question for you right now. If that NFC Championship game is against somebody like Aaron Rodgers or this or Drew Brees, Taysom right, Hill, the Saints, right? Well, that's well, right. Well, that's my boy Taysom in there. Yeah, but that but that's the reality of it. I, I think it's just it's encouraging. It's nice to see them scheme to their talent. But at the end of the day, you know, the talent's probably still not good enough, but it's nice to at least see them be competitive and, and have a chance because once you get into the dance, you know, anything can happen, as we've seen. Nick Foles yeah. is an MVP of a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Mitch is going to go on a Nick Foles-esque Eagles end of the year during that Super Bowl and win himself a Super Bowl MVP himself. But even though that would be great, right? Can you imagine that? Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's weird. If, if there's one thing we've discovered about these Chicago Bears, like I said, when you take it by a week-by-week basis, it's just – what do we have here? We, well, we have something all right. No, it's terrible. No, it's all right. And I think at the end of the day, what most people are predicting is that what we're going to find out because of the redemption story, both by Negi, both by Trubisky, at at least ending the season eight and eight, back to back years at five hundred. Even though early in the show, I don't know why I was thinking it was seven and nine last year, um, but no, it indeed was eight and eight. And I think what what we get out of it is all right. They're they're okay. They're pretty good. And that's just it. I think what they did was two seasons ago, they just highly exceeded expectations and it blinded a lot of a lot of fans from the flaws. Right. And so did that Cody Parkey kick. I think maybe who doinked again this weekend, by the way, for the Browns. How does he have a job in the National Football League? It's incredible. Another missed it. I don't understand. I could do it. I can do the same thing. You, you can set me up there, give me a nice paycheck week by week if you want me to miss kicks. I will do it. Um, but that's neither here nor there. If he makes that kick and they and they get past the Eagles a couple seasons ago, maybe they do have another playoff game where they get annihilated and it really shows a lot of their flaws. Who knows? But the thing is, the defense obviously is going to c- keep declining a little bit, right? The player's just getting older. You're probably not bringing in no more hot shots because you need that for the offense or, you know, you're going to need maybe another lineman or two. Eventually, you're going to need a new quarterback in about a season or two. <sighs> so, I don't know. I mean, there's there, there's a lot to be said about this, and it's just weird that they've kicked ass, for the past few weeks and you're just like, Oh man. <laughs> oh no. I don't know. You can enjoy it to a certain extent, but it's like, I wanted you to just be okay because that's what everybody thinks. And even when you, when you mentioned like how the pregame and postgame shows are talking about it, where the prediction is, and, and the, what most people are still guessing is that this team is just still at the end of the day. Okay. And it's probably because of the opponents they've had. And it's probably because of the ways the beers need to win where, Mitch Trubisky, yes, they scheme it to where he can win, but it's not necessarily this Patrick Mahomes-style play, right? I mean, yeah, they're putting up those type of touchdowns and points, but it's not the same way in terms of nowhere close to sustainability, um, especially against those good teams down the road that they may or may not face now in the postseason. But guess you just have to take it for what it is. It's been a wild, wild Bears ride. And no matter what, probably will. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. At least I will. Probably will be a disappointing one, won't it? Even if they do go to the postseason, and let's just say losing the first round, that'll be incredibly disappointing, won't it? Not because it'll be a first-round loss at that point, but just because of... Just, uh, <laughs> That's why. Just because, uh, I don't know. Just An added just week of... Uh. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it's well, like the Blackhawks. It's like the Blackhawks have no business being in the playoffs. They got in the pandemic extra round and they won it was fun but in reality you knew what was around the corner and it's a rebuild and i think it still is and so you hope the bears are smart enough to realize that if they could sneak in but they're as good as they've been there's still a lot of flaws that they got to address because i well really quick before we wrap up let's think about that so if you think and i would agree with you that negi's earned at least one more trial run right so well, I that. would say if they don't make the playoffs, no. Well, okay. 
So eight and eight with no playoffs is still not good enough for you. Correct. Okay. Well, let's say he does. <laughs> let's say he did, well. Let's say he's coming back no matter what. Even if it's at eight and eight and missing the playoffs, still a good enough head coach probably because, like you said, if you're a defensive player, he loses you week two. So at head coach, you're probably fine. Hopefully, he could show that he's a little better, at least as a head coach. Maybe he like sticks with no play calling duties next year as well. We'll see. But a head coach, okay, we can live with this. Defense as a unit, as a whole, could definitely live with that. Kicking game, special team, sure. So let's go to the biggest thing, right? Offense. Quarterback, I think you're eventually, you're eventually going to get a new one. You might get another year of Mitch next year just because of what the hell else is out there. You need to upgrade the offensive line. What do you do with A-Rob now and Montgomery? I don't know how much you're really probably just short the franchise guy, right? I mean, think about that. You're probably only short the franchise quarterback and an upgrade somewhere on the offensive line or two. Let's be real, right? Or am I being way too optimistic? No, I I, I think that's kind of the right way to approach it. I mean, right. it, I mean, when we saw when they were on their losing streak was hideous offensively and the quarterback and everything wasn't working but it was that offensive line that was just beaten up and and not working that caused a lot of that and yeah i i think if you have a franchise guy and you have the ability to to build up and shore up that line you are a much better team and you could argue an 11 and 5 but i think if you bring this whole thing back like this is you're still here at probably a 9 and 7 just the, just the, there's only so far this team can can go and i think you know if, if if they do make the playoffs and Nagy's able to pull this thing off and a buddy of mine even texted me he's like can you believe that Nagy's going to potentially make the playoffs for two years with Trubisky as his quarterback two and out of three and i go that would be two out of three if he does right and i go you know like that's kind of impressive and what that what that means to me is now he's emboldened and he becomes more powerful as a head coach and a bigger voice in Hallis Hall to where I'm saying to where you know I think Ryan Pace's seat is hotter than Matt Nagy's at that point oh yeah I, I was I was definitely I was saving the Ryan Pace one because I know we'll definitely get to that because I, I didn't want to open up that whole big can of worms but i think you're right i think he's still incredibly on the hot seat like his seat is still on fire if you ask me super weird though when you bring up the Nagy situation because you're right if they get into the playoffs that's two years in the playoffs no losing seasons two years in the playoffs with the quarterback mitch trubisky and now all those reasons like you said would incredibly outweigh just the incompetence, right? We thought he had as a, as a as a play caller and somebody who took over that offensive coordinator type of duty in game. And now it's like, hey, just be the head coach. You'll be fine. But it's just crazy how if you rewind to last month, he's out. He's fired. Who knows what his next job will be? He wasn't the man for the job. He can't do this. And now it's like if they somehow sneak in, but uh, he he's he's right back he's right back in there. Definitely not year one, Matt Nagy, who's voted by his peers as the best coach in the league, but just insane insane to think about. Coach of the year, not best coach in the league, but you know, still coach of the year award by his peers. Year one, I don't know. It, it's an interesting situation. So before we wrap up, what was the what was the best part of that game for you? What, what was your your most uh, favorite moment? I guess as you were watching that, because it was a slobber knocker on offense for the Bears. So there were some enjoyable parts to it, right? 
Yeah, there were. I mean, there was a lot to, to like. It's a it's a continued, you know, my holiday wish when we signed off last week was Montgomery continuing to kick ass, and he did. Um, you, you, you saw, besides, a, you know, a couple of really bad decisions by Trubisky, there was a rhythm and a flow to this offense. And so I, I, I think those are my biggest takeaways is just they, they've consistently had a rhythm. And the biggest one is they scored 21 points in the third quarter. Dun, dun, dun. They did How it like that. <laughs> they actually did it. Yeah. Uh, any we hyped over the Trubisky v, v Glennon. Was I hyped? Yeah, I mean, it's to, a, to it's me a, it's a funny. fascinating. St- I mean, the fact that Glennon was bowls would have snapped right like that. So like Glennon's there. Trubisky replaces Glennon. Glennon goes to Jacksonville. Replaces Nick Foles. Nick Foles goes to Chicago. Replaces Mr. Trubisky. Trubisky replaces Foles and plays Glennon. It's like. What the hell's going on? Wild fool. None of them all deserve jobs, and they're doing this. Maybe Trubisky, maybe, as a backup at least. He's probably, he's probably the best of the three, so if any of them deserve a job, it's going to be him. Oh, who would have thought you'd be saying, well, obviously you know Trubisky's better than Glennon. That goes without saying, but he's showing that he's a better option than Foles. Yeah, because he, he can is. move his legs. Yeah, he, he could just do more, and I don't know. It, it goes to show you what Ryan Pace thought he was drafting, right? What he thought he had, but there was just so much, so much, so much development that needed to be done. Where it's not necessarily on the Bears to where I'm saying that they just didn't do a good enough job developing him. At certain points, up to the player too, and what kind of talent they have. Yeah, but I think that was the plan. I mean, there, you, you signed oh, yeah. Mike Glennon for three yeah. years. He's supposed to carry you for. Eh, two, maybe. Under John yeah. Fox, you get the culture back in order. Here comes Trubisky after two years of, of holding a clipboard. Three years, it comes in and takes over. It just, yeah. that didn't All happen. Aaron Rodgers. Right, that, well, right. That didn't happen one. And then it feels different now. Like, you don't expect, like, uh, Jameis Winston to sit for four years and then start. Like, he's like, you're supposed to be the stud from day one, go. Like, you're not going to say, Trevor Lawrence needs four years behind... Uh, Sam Darnold to get this going. Well, not anymore. Behind Mike Glennon, excuse me, because Jacksonville's now in that slot for him. You know? Yeah. It's different. Very wild game. Interesting, but, you know, it's, once again, I'm sure next week will be a fun one. That's We've true. Been saying, <laughs> we say it all year, but but next week's Bears show will be a go. A middle yeah. of the week, yeah, we'll have a little bit of Bears chat. Well, and sorry, I forgot. Shout out to Rokron Smith today, who had a kick-ass game with two interceptions and is a Pro Bowl there snub, and I'm angry. But he, he balled out today. No, yep, part of that defense. Who? <laughs> no, I know. Ho- hopefully, hopefully has at least. Oh, please, please have at least another two or three years left of the tank, please. Uh, but either way, um, good holidays for you. Get everything you wish for. Cole. No Cole, Cole Komet, right? but no Cole. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Did you leave out the cookies in the in the milk? Uh, technically there are cookies out, but I think I ate them instead of Santa, there which is go. why my pants don't fit this morning. No worries. Well, d- maybe you got new clothes for Christmas. Yeah, I did. So there you go. Know, <laughs> the problem is they're a size up. There you go. All righty. Well, what fit are we? We are in the Santa Claus fit yes. is what we're in this year. Very nice. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> the you know, plump. Likewise for me, too. And now we go into uh, soon enough. We'll be in 2021 soon enough, right? All this, all this talk about get us the hell out of 2020. Folks, just a few days away. And maybe one of the first things we'll see in the NFL this year in 2021 is the Chicago Bears in the playoffs. How about that? We're going into week 17 yeah. of the next, season. Next next week's show, or this week's show on Wednesday and Thursday for us on Thursday morning is the last one of 2020. That's Wild. crazy. 
wrapping up the year, huh? Whew. And we'll be talking about the Bears potentially making the playoffs. Who'd <laughs> of thunk it? And a little bit of Bulls basketball and stuff like that we'll finally get to. If, if that team ever decides they want to play defense and they're worth talking about. Just kidding, just kidding. We'll, we'll talk about them plenty. Well, Joey, like always, it was a blast. Until our, our show in the middle of the week, fans, thanks for listening. Joey, you can find him on Twitter, at Joey Gelman, myself, at TweetDanCollins. This fine show, at Believe in Chicago. The Bears, they may or may not be going to the playoffs. Regardless of it, they're in control of their own destiny. Thank you very much. Until the middle of the week, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.